freaking hands, Dan. <laughs> I was rubbing my hands together like a Jew. I know. You were looking sideways. Your notes looked all big. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. This is episode 59. Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Before we get started, that reminds you that we are covered by the BIP Cotton Government License. Which allows for the reuse and distribution of the podcast by anyone and everyone except for the governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at bipcot.org. That is B I P C O T dot O R G. Yeah. Episode 59. I think, I think like Assange, I think I called it Assange IMF and why Trump is bad at poker or something like that. But <laughs> something, something like that. No, it's going to be. An interesting episode with lots of talk about Assange and WikiLeaks and the IMF and Ecuador. Yeah. We're going to get into it. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're one woman down. No Dirica or no Dirica and no Lindsay. Yep. Right. Oh, no. Dirica's on a date night with her hubby watching Game of Thrones. I think everybody's watching Game of Thrones right now, except for us. Yeah, the I literally, guys that don't I watch literally, the Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> I literally, wa- I literally passed on watching Game of Thrones so that I could be here with you guys. Like I could be uh-huh. watching Game of Thrones right now. It is twenty <laughs> after. I could be twenty minutes into the season premiere, and instead, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here talking to you guys. Well, <laughs> sorry. Uh- <laughs> well, at least people get the pleasure of watching us after they're fucking done with Game of Thrones. Or, or they can hear us because we are on um, uh, Anchor, and we're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. We're yeah, on everything, man. Just look us up as uh, we're uh, we're on there as Anarchy Among Friends. And we have, I think, like fifteen episodes up right now. I haven't caught all. I haven't caught them all the way up. But we're back to like number forty-four. That was the one that we did with Terry. So, yeah, and we have had, let's see, uh, twenty-two plays so far. Or sorry, we had forty-one plays so far. Twenty-two in the latest episode. So we had forty-one plays in last week since April seventh. Nice. Nice. Not bad, not bad. Not at all. No. At least the ideas are getting out there. It'll permeate the public mind. I don't know what that means. Gotta gotta keep grinding. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get on that grind, homie. (laughs) Till the man shuts us down. I don't know who the man is, but Apparently they like to shut people down. I know so. who the man is. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Mr. Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess you guys just want to jump into it. Yeah, sure. Talk about uh why not Assange being arrested. Um yeah, I got. I I shared a couple links in the in the description. Um, I don't know. Andrew's got a few, I guess, and we're just gonna 
kind of bounce around a bit and go one to the other and just free talk. This was this was like this was like I I mentioned it yesterday. I was like, hey, you guys, you guys want to do a recording with with about Assange? And Andrew's like, okay. And that was it. And then like Dan today, like I asked Dan like what like an hour ago. Hey yep. Dan, you want to do this with us? Okay, yeah, yeah sure, I'll be there. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I literally put in less less preparation to this one than I have any of the others, and this one could be more important. Could be. Yeah, well, we gotta Sometimes do it's better it to just. You know, while it's relevant and stuff, like you can't you can't wait another week and do it when we do the normal one because then by then and who knows what'll have developed and yeah, exactly. That's the pace that fucking things are going anymore. It's like two weeks in between or you know the the week in between or whatever. It's like crazy shit happens in two weeks. So you got you would not believe the number of links that I save between the podcast, like. Oh, this would be cool to talk about. This would be cool to talk about. This would be cool to talk about. Like, I literally save like probably thirty links between when we do the podcast and when we record the next one. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. And then, <laughs> and then, I, then I have to, then I have to pick like six or seven or eight. And then some other crazy shit happens, and it's like probably the day before the podcast, and you figure out about everything else. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So. Uh, Julian Assange could face decades in jail for espionage if further charges are brought against him following his dramatic arrest at the Ecuadorian Assembly in London. The WikiLeaks founder, 47, spent his first night in custody since being convicted of breaching bail after being dragged from the embassy in Knightsbridge on Thursday. Assange was arrested by uh, Met police officers after Ecuador abruptly withdrew his asylum, which had lasted almost seven years. Extraordinary footage showed him ranting and struggling as he was carried out to a waiting van. He faces extradition to the U.S. on charges of conspiracy to break into a classified government computer. On conviction, this could attract a maximum sentence of five years, the Justice Department said. But Assange is expected to face dozens more charges once he arrives in the country, including espionage, which could carry a 20-year sentence. All right. First off, the government computer that they're talking about, um, we all. Like, I I am happy that the video has resurfaced. I'm not happy as to why it's resurfaced, but we all know it's the Bradley Manning video, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, where they're getting gunned down in the fucking street. Yeah, it's the the collateral collateral murder. Yeah, collateral. Yeah, and that's that's footage of what is blatantly no non-combatants being gunned down by yeah. an H sixty four, if I remember right, Longbow. I think it's Canada. Yeah, well, it was in. I know it was in Iraq. That's where it took place, anyway. Now, what? Yeah. What? what, yeah. what Bradley Manning uh... exposed that. Did what else did he expose? Yeah, uh, July twelfth, two thousand seven. A uh, series of air-to-ground attacks conducted by a team of two U.S. AH-64 Apache helicopters yep. in New Baghdad. I'm not going to try to pronounce the area. During the Iraqi surge, uh, the attacks received uh, worldwide coverage, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see. The video, which WikiLeaks titled Collateral Murder, showed the crew encountered a firefight 
and laughed at some of the casualties, some of whom were civilians and reporters. An anonymous U.S. military official confirmed the authenticity of the footage, but provoked global discussion on the legality and the morality of the attacks. Um, so, yeah, there were 12 to 18 people that were killed. Um, two of them were journalists, and there were also two children wounded. Um, and it was done by the U.S. Army. In the first strike, the crews of the two Apaches directed 30-millimeter cannon fire at a group of 10 Iraqi men, including some armed men, standing where insurgents earlier that day had shot, an Ameri- shot at an American Humvee with small arm fire. Among the group were two Iraqi war correspondents working with Reuters. Uh, seven men, including one of the reporters, were killed during the first strike, um, and the other reporter who was injured later died at the hospital. The second strike, also using 30-millimeter rounds, was directed at a van whose driver appeared to happen to drive by and who proceeded to help the wounded reporter. However, the long version of the video, this van was targeted prior to the first engagement by one Apache, Crazy Horse 1-8, as it traveled south towards the Reuter employee who were simultaneously targeted by the other Apache, Crazy Horse 1-9, as they walked north on the same road toward the van. So they're pretty much killing journalists that were covering what's going on. They were they were cu- killing everyone who happened to be in that general that, area. Uh, um, when, if you watch the video, when the rounds are directed through the windshield of the van, the van mm-hmm. has pulled up to the group of guys who are already down. Because th- I don't know if you know how big a 30 millimeter round is. Yeah, fuck um, big dude. <laughs> but like a can, like a regular can, that's a think about that. Like, just imagine that uh, a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, a little bit longer. Uh, solid well, yeah. 20, 20 millimeters and a tank round, right? Yeah, 20 millimeters, what the A10 fires. Mm-hmm. So, if you can imagine, and these are 30 millimeter and they go pop, 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 blowing, pop. blowing fucking holes. Well, yeah, shit. okay, Third, 30 millimeter, <laughs> 10 millimeters to a centimeter, 2.54 centimeters to an inch, right? So, these, these bullets are larger than an inch in diameter yeah they're very very large um and they hit very very hard and i mean you're talking probably what a hundred thousand foot pounds of energy at impact they're they're big and they're nasty and they unload in a burst on all these guys who are standing there and they all go down and they're in bits and pieces and they're wounded they're not necessarily dead but they're dying and this van comes up and stops and the door comes open and they're trying to pull people in because they're clearly hurt and as as they finally load people in and go to get going that's when uh crazy horse like one nine fires or one eight fires through the windshield and you can see the blood spray in the windshield you can see what happens they unload several times into the van down the side of it Th- they are they are thirty by one hundred and thirteen millimeter. So they're they're three centimeters by eleven and a half centimeters. So these are big fucking rounds. Mm-hmm. Muzzle velocity twenty six hundred forty one feet per second, and they shoot at six hundred and twenty five rounds per minute. Yeah, it's if you if you ever hear them, you get bop 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 bop. That's what they sound like. When they fire and you in the video in collateral murder, you see them clearly 
shoot. I mean, these guys are clearly not armed and you can hear the radio traffic. So you mm-hmm. can actually hear them communicating and acknowledging that this van doesn't have any weapons apparent, mm-hmm. but their weapons free on the ROE at this point. So they're allowed to hit. And so they do. And even though they can tell they're non-combatants, they still shoot them. Just for the fun of it. Because they're there. Yeah, because they happen to be standing where a group of people happen to shoot small arms at a Humvee earlier. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like retaliatory. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And they they clearly knew what they were doing because the fact that that video immediately had to get covered up the way that it did until Manning made it public. Mm -hmm. They knew that, that what they did was not going to fly. Uh, with anybody and that was like the big thing the first big thing and these charges now are stemming largely from that oh yeah Uh, well they can't get them on anything else so it's like they got to get them on something uh yeah and then the um the u.s army's report states that at least two members of the group were were the first fired i'm sorry uh, at least two members of the group, which were first fired on, were armed. The two had RPGs and one AKM or AK-47 rifle that could be seen on the helicopter video, and that these weapons were picked up by the follow-up uh, U.S. ground troops. The report concludes that the Reuters employees were in the company of the armed insurgents. It also states that, quote, the cameras could easily be mistaken for slung AK-47 or AKM rifles, especially since neither, neither cameraman is wearing anything that identifies him as media or press, as if they could tell from the helicopter. Well, I mean, in the video, too, you can see, if you go back and watch that video, you can tell those are cameras, so that's a load of fucking bullshit. Well, yeah, you know the, you know the military is going to side with them. Well, yeah, but I mean, you could you can clearly if you watch the video for yourself, you go watch Collateral Murder. Uh, it is very, very clear that those are cameras and not guns. They look nothing like guns. They look like cameras. Um, and you can see, and especially when they go down. And I think it's been a while since I watched it, but if I remember right, I think one of the one of the gunners on one of the longbows actually specifically says that he thinks that's a camera or asks, is that a camera at one point? And then they hit them again. Still mm-hmm. like it's really clearly murder. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just, Absolutely. it's, it's very definitely murder. And he, and he exposed that. And this got set up that they were going to bust him for this like a year ago. They were talking about it. Who? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Pompeo was talking about it, and oh, about uh, Boston Assange. Yeah, and oh, okay. uh, um, the Keebler Elf. <laughs> Jeff um, Sessions. Yeah, Sessions, Jeff yeah. Sessions. They were both talking about it because it was this video that uh, Pompeo was. He's the CIA director. Um, was yeah. specifically referencing, um. It's the one he was specifically talking about when he was asked about whether or not he thought going after Assange was going to be a violation of the First Amendment. And, you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of people said, well, there's a lot of really scary implications here mm-hmm. um, for for this. And he said um, that. Uh, uh, what did he say? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, he said he called them a hostile intelligence service. 
Yeah. And that's why they have no first. He, yeah, he said uh, during the question and answer portion of the event, Pompeo said because Assange was not a U.S. citizen and lived in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, he, quote, has no First Amendment freedoms, end quote. <laughs> I, I love I love how status will say that, oh, you don't have the First Amendment right, not realizing that the government doesn't give us those rights. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> dude, it's the yeah. So, um, May tenth, yeah, May yeah. two thousand, mid two thousand ten. A twenty two year old American Army intelligence analyst, Chelsea Manning, then known as Bradley Manning, was arrested after telling hacker Adrian Lamo uh, she had leaked the airstrike video along with a video of another airstrike and around two hundred sixty thousand diplomatic cables to WikiLeaks. The internet's chats between Manning and Lamo were revealed to the public by Wired magazine. Um, WikiLeaks said they were unable to confirm whether or not Manning was the source of the video, stating, quote, we never collect personal information from our sources, but saying that, quote, if Manning is the whistleblower, then without a doubt, he is a national hero. And, quote, we have taken steps to arrange for his protection and legal defense. Well, yeah, they arrested Manning too. Yeah, yeah. well, keep in mind the the wiki the WikiLeaks platform is set up so that it's so anonymous. Even mm-hmm. Assange would never know who is uploading information. He can't know because if he knows, then if it's being given to him, see, this is for protection of both sides. Because if he knows who's giving it to him, then if he is if he knows. Mm-hmm. that they are violating laws to get it to him, then he can be prosecuted still. Yeah, but if he doesn't know, then it's protected under under yeah. the, the right to free press. And that yeah, was like fucking loophole. Yeah. yeah. On February 20th, 2013, Manning pled guilty to 10 of 22 specific charges. Her trial on the remaining charges began on June 3rd, 2013. On July 30, Manning was acquitted of the most serious charge, that of aiding the enemy, for giving secrets to WikiLeaks. Again, because they couldn't prove it. Uh, in addition to five or six espionage counts, she was also found guilty of five theft specifications, two computer fraud specifications, and multiple military infractions. Um. August 21st, 2013, Manny was sentenced to 35 years imprisonment, reduction in rank from private first class to private, forfeiture of all paying allowances, and a dishonorable discharge. Pursuant to a... Um, and then Obama gave him... Uh, released him May 17, 2017. So yeah, he did... What? He, he did it like four or five three, years, though. Three, three and a half years. years. Three and a half yeah. years. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was in jail for, uh, you know, since like February. So technically like four years. And he did that. He released that video to WikiLeaks at the end of the Bush administration, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 2000. Let's see. I think it was 2007, right? Let's see. When was it? Um, uh, April 5th, 2010. So this is. So this is okay. after Obama was in office. Oh shit! <clears throat> so, and then but that, um, that video was taken from uh, the Bush administration. Like yeah, that, two, happened, July, that happened. Under... Yeah, July 12, two thousand seven. Yep. Um, and then 
May 2011, the Barcelona Human Rights Film Festival awarded the investigation film Collateral Murder. Hellfire, done by, I can't pronounce this person's name, WikiLeaks spokesman, um, awarded an award for the International Journalism and Human Rights. Uh, 2011, the Federation of German Scientists awarded the Whistleblower Award to the person who made the video Collateral Murder uh, public via WikiLeaks. So, yeah, this is that is the the video, the incident, the, the quote unquote hacking that Assange is uh, being charged with by the U.S. government. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess his lawyer, because I was watching a thing earlier and they, the lawyer, his lawyer was saying that um, what they were mainly worried about was the um, extradition of the United States. Well, yeah, because, he knows because people like fucking Trump like said that like you know uh, Edward Snowden and uh, Assange mm-hmm. should be like uh, you know given the death penalty. And uh, yeah. see, th- this is where I'm split because I think le- I think Assange is legit, but Snowden, um, I think he was like, I don't know, I think he might have been sheep dipped or something. You know what I mean? Like out of the military and then in, in, in the CIA, mm-hmm. but um. I know he did operate for the CIA, and then he contracted for fucking what's it called? Uh, that one uh, outfit that does contracting for the NSA. But yeah, he went from CIA to NSA, and like he what he released, like he didn't really release anything that people didn't already know. Like everybody knew about like Five Eyes program and like how countries share intelligence on their own citizens so they get get by like the whole loophole about how you're not allowed to spy on your own citizens mm-hmm. so they have like Australia spy on fucking United States citizens and United States spies no, on Australian citizens care or whatever. About the law. <laughs> so yeah the um, agency and and the uh NSA they've never really concerned themselves too much with what's actually legal and what's not. No. No, but I'm saying like you know to, to save face that's like you know what they say. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, it says that now they're just data mining everybody. Fucking got like server farms yeah. and shit out in Utah. <laughs> uh, yeah, WikiLeaks editor Kristen. This is back to the article again, guys. The WikiLeaks editor Kristen Harfinson, H R A F N S S O N, expressed concern over the more serious charge that could await Assange. Uh, he said, "Quote: We believe this indictment presented is." The extradition request is only a part of the story. There will be more uh, later uh, that will be added on more charges. Uh, it also probably adds up to the likelihood that we will, he will be extradited from the UK uh, if it's on relatively smaller charges. He said the grand jury investigation included charges which could lead to decades in prison or even the death penalty under the Espionage Act of 1917. Yeah. So, and then... The definition of espionage is uh, the practice of spying or of using spies, typically by governments, to obtain political and military information. And that's exactly the charge that uh, that uh, what's his face that um, Pompeo, Mike Pompeo, was trying to set up. Yep. Because by calling WikiLeaks a hostile intelligence service, yeah he sets up the ability to use the espionage charge, which otherwise they wouldn't be able to. It's all about framing the argument. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 
friggin' hilarious note, uh, 24th of July, 2016, uh, CIA director Mark Mike Pompeo totally uh, used WikiLeaks as a uh, piece of information to um, call out Obama and uh, Hillary Clinton. So <laughs> I just want to point out that yeah. like they're oh they're they're a hostile intelligence service and they're so bad and they're so de- oh but we'll totally use every piece of information they throw out there. Yeah, for our, against <laughs> how, our opposition. How how much was WikiLeaks used leading up to the last last election? Oh, the last huge, election? dude. Well, yeah, and that's why everybody's laughing about about Trump with his oh, I've never even heard of WikiLeaks. That's not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you quoted them on at least thirty different occasions. What? Yeah. What about the Podesta emails? Like, if it wasn't for the Podesta emails, they fucking you probably you know wouldn't have gone the way that it did. Let's see. Oh, here's an article from Business Insider. Uh, five times Trump praised WikiLeaks during his 2016 election campaign. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, get to the get to the get to the article. Okay, uh, October 10, 2016, in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Um, this just came out. WikiLeaks. I love WikiLeaks. October 12, <laughs> 2016. This WikiLeaks stuff is unbelievable. Uh, it tells you it it tells you the inner heart. You got to read it. Uh, October 13 has been amazing. The coming out on WikiLeaks. Um, October 31st, another one came out today. This WikiLeaks is like a treasure trove. Uh, November 4th November 4th, this is the day before the election Uh, Getting off the plane They were just announcing new WikiLeaks And I wanted to stay there But I didn't want to keep you waiting Boy, I love reading uh, Boy, I love reading those WikiLeaks (laughs) But but in the same breath I I, I don't know what what, WikiLeaks is I've never heard of it Yeah, Yeah. the the direct quote The exact quote from uh, Trump is I don't know about or is what he said. It's not my thing. That's yeah. That's the yeah, I, I know. I know it's nothing not my thing, but it's a Trevor it's treasure trove. Not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about WikiLeaks. It's not my thing. It, it, that treasure trove that I praised and said, boy, I didn't even want to do my public appearance so that I could read their stuff. I have no idea who that is. I've never even heard of them. Worst poker player ever. Talk about gaslighting, man. Like, and, uh, uh, one of the articles that I linked, uh, while writing up the description, this is from Rolling Stone, and it's why is Trump suddenly playing dumb about WikiLeaks? Yep. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, okay, arrested, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we don't want to get to that. Um, Assange's panache, or panache for hacking information persisted well beyond 2010. During the 2016 presidential campaign, WikiLeaks released a trove of emails hacked from the Democratic National Committee to the delight of then-candidate Trump. Uh, when asked about Assange's arrest Thursday, though, Trump pretended like he had barely heard of the ne- barely heard of the organization. "Quote: I know nothing about WikiLeaks," he said. "It's not my thing. I know there is something having to do with Julian Assange. I've been seeing what's happening with Assange. That would be a determination, mostly by the Attorney General, who is doing an excellent job. He'll be making a determination. I know nothing about him. It's not my deal in life." So. Uh- Commander-in-Chief Colonel Clink. Um, <laughs> I know nothing. I see nothing. 
Oh, like the question about whether Trump's love for the organization has endured is in reference to a comment the president made in 2016 rally after WikiLeaks released the bounty of hacked Democratic emails. Quote, oh, we love WikiLeaks, Trump said, praising the release of stolen materials. Um, it's, I've never it's, even heard of them. I have no idea. I, I just, they're fantastic, though, I'm told. It, it is only one of several occasions. Trump commented, or Trump, Trump commended WikiLeaks during the campaign. He mentioned it 141 times in the last month of the campaign alone. I told you, I told you he meant he like it. Yeah, it was like, like grand total. It's like over 300 times over the course of his campaign. Specifically <laughs> mentions WikiLeaks or Julian Assange or their or the leaks that they did. Like at over 300. And now, suddenly, because he's president, either he's been swapped oh, out oh, the robot. There's, there's <laughs> screenshots of the tweets. Nice. You know, <laughs> I have, if the screen deck was working properly, I could throw those up here. But yeah, I, uh, I have people. Uh, I hope people are looking at the disgraceful behavior of Hillary Clinton as exposed by WikiLeaks. She's unfit to run. That was October 11, 2016. October 12th, very little pickup by the dishonest media of incredible information provided by WikiLeaks. So dishonest, rigged system. Yeah, uh, July 23rd, the WikiLeaks email released today was so bad to Saunders that it will make it impossible for him to support her unless he is a fraud. Uh, October 24th, uh, why has nobody asked Kane about the horrible views uh, emanated on WikiLeaks about Catholics? Media in the tank for Clinton, but Trump will win. Uh, October 16th, we have... We we've all wondered how Hillary avoided prosecution for her emails for her email scheme. WikiLeaks may have found the answer. Obama. So yeah, Trump knows nothing about WikiLeaks. That's not his right. thing. <laughs> Just not my thing. This thing that I definitely looked at a lot constantly. It's definitely not. A hundred and forty-one times in the last month of the campaign alone. Can I can I use that argument in reference to my browser history? Do you- <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing about it. That's not my thing. That's that's not my bag, baby. <laughs> we have a book here, WikiLeaks and Me. This sort of thing is my bag, baby, by Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> literally holding an AR-15. I don't know anything about guns. I yeah. Right? It's freaking right. I mean, you know, and the thing is, like, if you look at what basically everybody who is pro freedom in any way, shape or form has said, the ACLU, who are occasionally pro freedom, um, said uh, any prosecution of Mr. Assange for WikiLeaks publishing operations would be unprecedented and unconstitutional and would open the door to criminal investigation for other news organizations. Moreover, prosecuting a foreign publisher for violating U.S. secrecy laws would send an especially dangerous precedent for U.S. journalists who routinely violate foreign secrecy laws to deliver information vital to public's interest. Uh, Human Rights Watch. Uh, deeply troubling if the Trump administration, which has shown little regard for media freedom, would charge Assange for receiving from a government official and publishing classified information, exactly what journalists do all the time. The Committee to Protect Journalists said we are closely monitoring reports prosecutors have prepared a sealed indictment against Julian Assange. While the charges are not known, we would be concerned by a prosecution that construes publishing government documents as a crime. This would set a dangerous precedent that could harm all journalists, whether inside or outside the United States. 
You know, they they should have just listened to Sarah Sanders and and only wrote what what she said, or Saunders, whatever her last name is, the U.S. press secretary. That's that's what it is. It's like we should only listen to like what the White House says. Like that's the only news that we can post, right? I mean, we're not we're not allowed to do any investigations at all. Well, and that's exactly it. I mean, uh, Sanj himself, he wrote uh, a while back. Uh, what did he say? Um, something about how what, what we seek to do is no different than what the the New York Times or anybody else has to say. Um, it's, that's the way that that the media used to be, right? Yeah. They they were they were almost like, like like watchdogs. They they were a yeah. check against government. Mm-hmm. Right now they're on team government, and Assange is the one that is a check against government. And now governments are like saying, "Oh, throw him in a cage." Yeah, he's one of the few left who's still doing it. I mean, he yeah. said uh, in an op-ed about a year ago, uh, quite simply, our motive is identical to that claimed by the New York Times and the Post. Nice going there, Julian, uh, to publish newsworthy content consistent with the u.s constitution we publish material that we can confirm to be true irrespective of whether sources came by that truth legally or have the right to release it to the yeah. media um, strive to mitigate legitimate concerns for example by using redaction to protect the identities of at-risk intelligent agents and huge huge point there huge point there um Assange, he said he said accurately uh wikileaks has never had to recant They've never had to issue an apology or a correction, and they've never had to remove a story for being false. Never one time. Mm-hmm. Nope. You can't say so, that about anybody in terms of like investigative journalism. No, no. Every <laughs> every single day you see you see corrections on on the Times, the New York Times, and and CNN and and Fox News and all that. Oh, yeah. Like that's just that's it's a, it's a part of their regular the news cycle. Is is the apologies? Yep. Yeah. You don't, you don't see that on weekend. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, we jumped the gun on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's how the fucking news is. The news is like reactionary. Well, yeah, and there's um, it actually hilariously one of the articles I have pulled up is from CNN and ends with a correction. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh. <laughs> uh, um yeah that's but uh ben wisner who's uh, the director of the aclu um for their privacy and technology project uh he said never in the history of this country has a published publisher been prosecuted for presenting truthful information to the public any prosecution of wikileaks for publishing government secrets would set a dangerous precedent that the trump administration would surely use to target other news organizations subsequently so if you think yeah. that this is just about, if you are under this mistaken impression that this is just about Assange, that this is just about WikiLeaks, it's not. It's about the future of journalism. Yeah, and, and not only that, this goes be, this goes beyond Trump because if they they set this precedent, it means that any president following him can do the same fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. What happens? What happens? Uh, you know, for the conservatives who are hyper pro Trump. Yeah. What happens exactly. then when somebody who's hyper left is in office and mm-hmm. decides, well, you get to be prosecuted because you are writing hate speech, because you are reporting things that about 
uh, you know, against feminism or, you know, you're yeah. saying that the wage gap is a myth or you're saying that you're disagreeing with climate change or any of these other things. What is to Mis stop Misgendering people. Yeah, what, what are you, yeah, what, <laughs> oh, you, you said he instead of G and therefore yeah. <laughs> we're going to send you to jail. That That's the precedent. And it's not a slippery slope thing. We've seen this crap before in yeah. one tyrannical government after another. Yeah, Jason Jason and I were talking about this before the show. He said that what was it, 20, 21 million people work for government, right? That's state, local, federal, the whole yeah. nine, as opposed to twelve million people that work in uh industry or in the, what was in it? Manufacturing. Manufacturing. So I mean if that just gives you an indication of how well or you know the the health of the country, because fucking government if the government's bigger than fucking like uh manufacturing you got an issue <laughs> yeah oh what happened to manufacturing in the united states uh government what <laughs> everyone works for them now that's yeah exactly went. it's it's one in 15 people work for the government we figured out the numbers on yeah that. One, in, one in 15 people work for the government can you imagine what the founding fathers of the united states would think about that idea it's insane like, I just I can't even wrap my brain over what guys like uh, Washington or Payne or uh, Madison would have said. You know Benjamin Franklin. What would they have said if you had told them? Oh well, in the future, a significant portion of American people are actually going to be in the employ of the United States government. Yeah, they'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here." It's not yeah. what I fought for. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> never supposed to be that. That was never supposed to happen. Yeah, that's what you get. Yep. I just it baffled. one in fifteen people work for government. It, there's seriously something wrong with that. But uh, I can't. And then, and then and then beyond that, you got your like Agent Smith type people that are like so fucking brainwashed and. Uh, indoctrinated by the system that, like, you know, they'll, like, you know, you talk about the wrong shit, they'll, like, go and tell on you. Like, you know what I mean? We, like, We have people calling the police because people are barbecuing in the park. Yeah, it's crazy. People, people called the police on those kids in Denver with a lemonade stand. Yeah, straight crazy shit, man. Kids with a lemonade. Yeah, if you see something, say something. Like, mm hmm. Good Lord! If you see the the counter revolutionaries, you must make sure that you <laughs> advise your local Gestapo. Yeah, right. Good Lord! Congratulations! You get an extra helping of mush at Camp FEMA. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, so, I mean, that's oh my God! It just it boggles my mind that people are so willing so willing to not only bow down and scrape before government, but will go out of their way to help them. Yeah. I mean, the, the matrix analogy is perfect and that's sad. It's really depressing that the matrix mm -hmm. analogy is, is so perfect. It's like a mix between the matrix matrix and idiocracy. Yeah, the world, <laughs> world that we live in is if 1984, Idiocracy, uh, Brave New World, 
and um, Harrison Bergeron. Don't forget Harrison Bergeron. Oh yeah, yeah. Bergeron. Like if they all got together and Fahrenheit 451, if they yeah. all got together <laughs> and they had a baby, that baby would actually be our current reality. Yep. Like, that's, that's sick. That's, that's an ugly baby. Yeah. It's very ugly. Man, that's like, an I'm, ugly I'm baby. Working, I'm working with this, and that would be an ugly baby. <laughs> See, I've always been a fan of like dystopian novels and sci-fi and shit. And it's like for me, like just like reading all that stuff and whatnot, and like science fiction doesn't stay fiction for very long. You know what well, I mean? I, I'm if a it's, fan. If of it's it, written, that's why I read the news because it is a dystopian. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what's, what's what's that? What's that meme going around about? 1984 was supposed to be a, a warning or a, supposed to be fiction, and yeah. then like. And then, like the next panel over is like Uncle Sam going, "Hmm, some good ideas in here." Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah it's like that brings us back to that fucking episode where we we're talking about how Hillary Clinton was uh, praising 1984, and it was the message was to pretty much that bow people, down that people, the government. People should trust their government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Orwellian, it's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> the message, the oh. message has always been that people should should uh, trust their government. There has oh. never been another message to 1984. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta pull up that quote from Hillary about Game of Thrones. Oh God, yes, we have to talk about that because I laughed so freaking hard. I'm uh, like, yeah. really, really, Lady Cersei? That since yeah, since, we, since we mentioned Hillary, let's jump on this and then we'll go back to Julian. Uh, Hillary Clinton says Game of Thrones best describes life in politics. Uh, Hillary Clinton on Thursday said that Game of Thrones is stupid fucking ads. Uh, Hillary Clinton on Thursday said that Game of Thrones is the television show that most accurately reflects her life in politics because of all the dead bodies. Yep. Yeah, it's like, oh, you oh, mean because of like the the rape and dead bodies and things? Yeah, I imagine that probably <laughs> yeah. uh, probably pretty accurately portrays your particular uh, path through politics. Yeah, former Secretary of State uh, was asked during a New York event to pick which small screen depiction gets Washington right. "Quote: May I ask you? This is a question I get a lot because I lived." In politics, nothing like yours. Uh, which is closer to reality of the life in politics? Which TV show, The West Wing or VP? Moderator Paul Begala asked. Uh, quote, oh, probably Game of Thrones. Clinton quipped with the audience laughed, at least in my experience. Well, yeah, in her experience, because you murder people who get in your way. She all She is one overly fancy black dress and short haircut away from being Cersei. Yeah, seriously. Like, I, <laughs> she, she's an Uber yeah. cunt, man. Yeah, quote. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's stupid fucking ads. Yeah, they're so bad on mass media now. Like, oh, the, yeah, the, the hill.com. That's where I'm at right now. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, uh, she wrote in her post election memoir, uh, What Happened, that she saw her treatment at the hands of Trump supporters to be similar to the to treatment the powerful queen received. Yeah. Quote, Crowds at Trump's rallies called for my imprisonment more times than I can count, she writes. They shouted, guilty, guilty, like the religious zealots in Game of Thrones, chanting, shame, shame, when Cersei Lannister walked back to the Red Keep. Because she deserved uh, to 
fucking be in prison. Yeah, hey, seriously. It's an awful, inadvertently, an incredibly accurate portrayal, actually. Um, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you, could, you couldn't write it any better. Although no one wants her to walk naked down a street. That's please, no, for the love no. of God, don't do oh. that. Oh, this isn't that type of show. No vomiting. Uh, I would stick hot pokers in my eye sockets. <laughs> Shame. I would, I, would, I would beat you and take your hot pokers. <laughs> <laughs> it would look like, are you kidding me? The crowd would look like that, that scene from The Happening where everyone's just picking up the gun one after another. <laughs> Off <in the> <laughs> <laughs> no! Blam. That would be beautiful. Um. All right, what do you guys want to get to? Oh, I do want to mention. Speaking of Clinton, uh, and and her, her politics. Um, my favorite, my favorite quote that's been brought back up now with Assange arrest is from Comey, uh, James Comey, and he said uh, Assange hasn't been apprehended solely because he is in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. And in reference to Hillary Clinton and his reaction to her, oh, well, normally what she did was illegal, but she's Hillary Clinton. I just yeah. find it hilarious that he's like, oh, it's only because he's in in the Ecuadorian embassy. That, <laughs> that's like, it is. oh, my God. It is. <laughs> uh, she also said that, um, let's see, uh, Hillary Clinton said Thursday that Julian Assange, whose organization WikiLeaks played a damaging role in her 2016 electoral defeat, needs to, quote, answer for what he's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking out of the event... Go I was going to say, I'm surprised she hasn't fucking sent one of her hit squads over to the Ecuadorian embassy before he got arrested. Yeah, speaking at the event in the Beacon Theater in New York with her husband, former President Bill Clinton, the former Secretary of State, was asked if she cared to comment because she, quote, has some familiarity with the work of Mr. Assange. Yeah, Clinton, I think so. yeah, Clinton laughed. I do, I do, she said. Uh, during the 2016 campaign, WikiLeaks disseminated the contents of internal communication, blah, blah, blah. Uh, quote, I think it's clear from the indictment that came out it's not about punishing journalism. It's about assisting or it's about assisting the hacking of a military computer to steal information from the United States government. And look, I'll wait and see what happens with the charges and how it proceeds. But he skipped bail in the UK. The bottom line is he has to answer for what he's done. And at, at least as it's been changed or at least it's been charged. Uh, I think it's a little ironic that he may be the only foreigner that this administration would welcome to the United States. So yeah, she had to take a little, a little clip so, there. Says, says and, the woman that had the wide open fucking server with uh, classified information on it and using the fucking Clinton Foundation as a front to launder the money. Wasn't one of her <laughs> like a Chinese spy or something like that, or in a uh, Saudi? Yeah, Umar Habedin. Well, yeah, and I mean. Uh... This I, I love that even even Clinton is able to go, yeah, I have familiarity with WikiLeaks work. <laughs> Trump is like, no, I've never heard of it. 
Seriously? Like, you, at this point, you're less no, trustworthy no. <laughs> right now than Hillary fucking Clinton. Like, no, no, no. I, I, t- I, t- I took pills for that. I don't have any WikiLeaks anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, and I, I was just looking through the, the accidentally revealed sealed indictment. And I just want to emphasize that the indictment against Assange is sealed. It's a secret indictment. You're not allowed to know mm-hmm. what's which is, in there. Which is like ex- so extreme. Yeah. Like for, you, for this charge, it's incredibly extreme. And the crimes specifically listed in it are actually tied to back in January of 2015, where WikiLeaks found out that um, their investigations editor, Sarah Harrison, their section editor, Joseph Farrell, and their senior journalist and spokesperson, uh, Kirsten Raffinson, um, had received notice that Google handed over all their emails and metadata to the U.S. government. Um on the back of alleged conspiracy and espionage warrants. Um, So Google had to hand them over in March, 2012. So it took them almost three years to give them a heads up um, because of a secret warrant issued by a judge. And out of this now it's yeah, espionage conspiracy to commit espionage after conversion of property belonging to the United States government, violation of the computer fraud and abuse act and general conspiracy. And Which secret, is still one of the funniest charges ever. General conspiracy? Yeah, well, secret secret court. That would be FISA, right? Yeah, um, I believe so. Yeah. And it's... I'm just looking well, through... Which would literally mean it's like an act of war, essentially. Right? Yeah, and it... What? What if it involved FISA? Yeah. Um, That's just a foreign intelligence... Uh, What's it called? Uh, surveillance uh, court or whatever. United States Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. Yeah. yeah. Authorized by the Foreign Intelligence for 1780 to oversee the request for surveillance warrants against foreign spies inside the United States by federal law enforcement and, and, and intelligence agencies. Yeah, basically you have to be regarded as a foreign intelligence agent in order for that court to be able to get involved. Well, yeah, yeah that's that, that's the court that they brought the fucking Russian dossier. Uh, what's his name there? Uh, the CIA director under Obama. Mueller? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Brennan. Oh, uh, yeah. He brought that Russian dossier to the FISA court or whatnot, and then got that signed off by James Comey and the uh, judge at the at the FISA court in order to do the. In, conduct the investigation or whatever in a, like the Trump campaign. Mm. Yeah, scary and shit. Those people, those people might end up going to jail for using the FISA court, you know, like, you know, like lying to the judges and using fraudulent documents and shit. I don't think yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't they get the, didn't, didn't they get that document, the, that folder on Trump? Didn't they get that the same way that WikiLeaks got their information? Like it was, it was given to uh, them? Yeah. Well, it was given to him by Christopher Steele, I think his name is. He was a former MI6 dude, so I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it was. I get. You know, they said that they obtained it from like some dudes in Russia. It was yeah. all bullshit, anyway. It was something written by uh, this dude Glenn Simpson, who worked for Fusion GPS, which was the ones that uh, you know produced the. Or, uh, yeah, I think they were the ones that produced the document or whatever. 
them and uh, the, the Christopher Steele guy. But anyway, I guess it came from a friggin... This dude wrote a... Uh, what the fuck was it? Like an op-ed or some shit. And it was like pretty much like word for word a copy of that. They turned that into the, into the Russian dossier on Trump. Mm. So, yeah. But yeah, anyway, right. those, those people might be going to jail for fucking, uh, you know, lying and using fraudulent documents with the FISA court. Yeah, I really, but, I would be shocked if they ever went. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. It would be unprecedented. It's, I mean, yeah, and it, I just consider too, like with Assange, like the, the United States government is essentially claiming absolute universal jurisdiction. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that earlier. Planet yep. for es- their espionage act. Like yep. that, you can try anyone anywhere in the world. So That's it scary. doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> you can hunt them down, capture them, and then charge them with espionage. Well, yeah. So who's in, who's gonna who's gonna stop the U.S.? Probably Russia. <laughs> yeah, Russia or China. Or it, China. T- it would take ru- it would t- like I mean, you guys saw with the. Uh, I think we talked about it actually about the. Um, the simulations, the computer simulations, war with U.S. Oh, yeah, and China, or U.S. Yeah. and Russia, or U.S. versus yeah, Russia we, and China. We lose, yeah, and we lose. the U.S. loses all three times. Yeah, like gets its ass handed to it. I think well, it you you would have to like pull fucking troops out of everywhere in the world to focus on that war. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like you couldn't be spread that thin like we are now. Not to mention, how, how many troops do we have in Europe? Uh. A lot, quite, right? I mean, quite got, a bit, yeah. Germ- Germany, we're, like, we're yeah. all over Germany, right? Yeah. Ramstein Air Base well, is World- one of the largest in the world. Yeah, uh, ever since World War II and like the Marshall Plan and all that stuff, they like you know we re- rebuilt Europe essentially. We've been occupying that shit ever since. They're almost like vassal states. <laughs> <laughs> so. so, all right, you guys want to get back on the sunch? Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I was going to say about WikiLeaks, about the, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Vault 7 mm-hmm. uh, release or whatever, and they were saying that, like, the CIA can uh, can hack, uh, like, whatever, like, you know, bank accounts or whatever, but they can, like, bounce it off so that it, like, seems like it's coming from, say, they want to blame it on, like, uh, on somebody in Russia or whatever. Yeah, they, you, can make, they, they can, like... Yeah, they can Use make it pin, look like yeah, pinpointed VPNs. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's not surprising. But there was a lot of shit in there. Like I didn't like I didn't dive too deep into it, but it was, uh from what I saw, it was uh, oh. pretty crazy shit. Yeah, I remember um uh like when Vault Seven released and all those other ones released, um. My friend Sarah, she's a alternative news author. She was working for a site that was covering it. And we dug into those things. Like I spent hours and hours and hours pouring through those and then the, the Podesta emails and, and all that yep. stuff. Like there was a lot of shit in there that just made you go, What the hell? Yeah. Oh. And none of it was retracted. I remember that. Nope. I remember there was an email uh by one of I think it was Hillary Clinton's assistants or something like that. And they were talking about, I don't know if they were just joking or not, but they said something about going to sacrifice a chicken to Moloch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, Jesus Christ. 
So, yeah. it's, it's on if you look it up. <laughs> Man, and then I, I'm looking at. So the Inter-American Court of Human Rights has already issued a decision that basically says that to prosecute Assange would be a violation of human rights. Yeah. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> I can't, yeah, I, I can't. The European Court of Human Rights has said the same thing. Yeah. that it would be a violation of human rights to prosecute him. And uh, didn't uh, the international whatever journalists just issue a thing that said that America is officially a dangerous country? Dangerous. For, yeah. for, the, for the first time ever. Yeah, for the first time ever, the U.S. is on their list of dangerous, dangerous countries for journalists. Yeah, man. And if they can set their hooks into them and fucking, you know, really lay the fucking wood to him and make an example out of him. It's going to fucking set a real dangerous fucking precedent in. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it means anybody can be fucking targeted for trying to get truth to the, you know, the masses. Uh, yeah. That was a uh, uh, reporters without borders. Yeah. Has officially said the United States is dangerous for journalists. And I mean, you put all of that together and what, what that should tell everyone is that we are very, very definitely yeah, not, not a not, okay. the world's yeah. the world's five deadliest countries for journalists include India, Mexico, and the first time United States, where journalists were killed in cold blood, even though those countries weren't at war or in conflict, the group said. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Too. Like, Mexi- like Mexico, I okay, like I I read about journalists being killed down there, but yeah, that shit is wild down in fucking Mexico, dude. Yeah. Like I was hearing some story. I think a dude was a journalist yeah, yeah. down, the, down there working the like, mo- with the cartels and shit. Like he said, like one dude was a fucking cop and then like on his off duty shit, he would be like teaching kids how to like cut people's hands off and shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like be part of like a cartel. Yeah, the, the three most dangerous countries for journalists to work: Afghanistan, Syria, and Mexico. The U.S. military has foreign intervention in two of those. Yep. Yep. What are the odds? <laughs> what a surprise! It's <laughs> almost like whenever the United States gets involved in a country's affairs, things go from bad to worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's that freedom and democracy? Yeah, the thing. Yeah, but the terrorists hate us for our freedom, but we prosecute journalists. And, it's fucking like, insane, dude. I just, yeah. I mean, consider again, like this is the idea that the international courts are saying it's a violation of human rights, but are basically powerless to do anything about it. Yeah, the the Trump administration has now magically forgotten what WikiLeaks even is. <laughs> I mean. What are the odds that he even sees the inside of a courthouse? Uh, court house, like he's never actually going to go inside a court. He's never going to see a courtroom. They're not going to. They can't allow that. Because if they allow that, what? I mean, the guy has how many secrets on how many people? Mm-hmm. What kind of things is he going to throw out in a deposition? Yeah, yeah. Like they can't risk it if they let him in there. 
what he's going to throw down, they're never going to be able to stop. I mean, can't stop the signal, right? That applies to everything. Once it's out there, it's out there. You can't bring it back. So if they let this guy speak, it's it's going to be a disaster for them. So if he actually even makes it to court, I'm going to be surprised. Yeah. Well, I think... That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm kind of torn on this. I'm to- really torn on this. Like, I, I think they have to drag him to court. They have to put him in front of the cameras. They have to put him in an orange jumpsuit. They have to parade him around on TV. And they have to give him a harsh harsh sentence if not death if not death because that that's possibility under the espionage act um as a warning to other people like the same thing that they did cross yep i was thinking that earlier you know like i think of course they're going to cut him off from all 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 communication like that that's that's an absolute given like he will be in protected solitary confinement you know and and like they, they have to make him look like a crazy man in order to scare scare people that that might be whistle, that might be whistleblowing. Like there was a, an article I posted the other day that the U.S. government, um, like a whistleblower, like every six minutes or something like that. Wow. Yeah, every yeah. six minutes of every day of all five days of the business week for what was it? However many years. Five years, yeah, uh, like 2013 to 2018 or something like that. Yeah, so like for five years solid, every six minutes, every hour of every working day. That's so insane. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. turns out the pit. It, it, um, turns out the Pentagon was bombarded with a quote whistle whistleblower complaint every six minutes. Uh, recent report shows that the Pentagon is pretty much buried with scores of whistleblower complaints. Um, uh, shows citing a government <laughs> government accountability office GAO report that found that the Pentagon received ninety five thousand six hundred and thirteen whistleblower alerts between two thousand thirteen and two thousand eighteen. That's an average of that's an average out of a whistleblower every six minutes of every business day for five straight years. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Isn't there like a whistleblower reward or some shit like that? Uh, yeah, you can earn like like up to 30% of whatever money is recovered. And then there's other ones where you can get, I think it's like, it's like up to up to a million dollars or something like that. It's yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's nuts. I mean, I, the, the, the fact the fact that people are still anti Asang at all, um, the fact that they that there are people who are are so hyper nationalist in this country that they want a guy who is blowing the whistle on tons and tons and tons of government waste and government like assassinations and, and everything else. I mean, if you look through what's on week on, on docs.wikileaks right now, like there's stuff on there about like human rights, but known human rights violations. There's stuff on there about Mossad being involved in like assassinations on Western country soil. Like there's, 
it, it takes forever to look through, but I mean, my personal favorites are the F-35 tech specs. And I just discovered today, looking back through it, did the entire manual of tech specs on the Minuteman missiles is on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, one of the other things I actually found an article about it. So I'm going to cover that. But, uh, uh, last month, February, February 7th or, or two months ago, February 7th, uh, WikiLeaks revealed that the U S military uses the IMF world bank, uh, as unconventional weapons, which, which we knew about from the book, uh, uh, uh confessions of an economic hitman. Um, but yeah. Uh, in a leaked military manual on quote unconventional warfare, recently highlighted recently highlighted by WikiLeaks, the U.S. Army states that the major global financial institutions such as the World Bank, uh, the IMF, and the Organization for Economic uh, Cooperation and Development are used as unconventional financial quote weapons and weapons in times of conflict up to and including large scale general warfare as well as in leveraging, quote, the policies and cooperations of state governments. Yeah, this was published on WikiLeaks. Um, this article is from Activist Post, but. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the fact that there are so many people like everybody loves to laugh at the left and their, you know, Trump is literally Hitler thing because that is a little ridiculous, but. Mm -hmm he might be heading that direction. I'm just going to point out like the entire United States government is getting awfully familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and give up, your, give up your guns, Andrew, because guns are, guns are bad. Yeah. You got to give up your guns. You got to, Oh, just, just obey the government and stop questioning things. You got to just do it. What do you hate America? There is that quote from that, uh, that Congresswoman recently that, the what anybody who anybody who says taxation is theft hates America. Um, and what you're seeing is the exact same rhetoric that you saw in the late twenties into the early thirties in Germany. You're seeing the exact same thing, the exact same hyper-nationalist. You have to care about the Fatherland. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're seeing the same thing, the same hyper-nationalism. You're seeing the rise of this same exact thing and they're taking pages out of everybody's playbooks well yeah we had this we had the same sort of thing back in the 60s right with neo-mccarthyism yeah look at that hey senator john mccarthy that was john right john was his first name yeah. i think yeah john mccarthy who is from where <laughs> unfortunately wisconsin um and he you know essentially like Everybody that didn't agree with him, oh, they're communists. Yeah, everybody was kind of HUAC, right? HUAC was like the beginning of the genesis of what we're seeing now. And we're seeing a resurgence back to HUAC. Because you think about it, Assange would have absolutely been charged under HUAC. That's what they would have used. Oh, we would have been charged. Yeah, we, oh, we definitely would have been charged. Um, Bump in the female camp. Yeah, oh, anybody right. who's unfamiliar with it, it's the HUAC is the House Un-American Affairs Committee. Uh, it's started by uh, Senator McCarthy, Republican from uh, Wisconsin. Um, basically, it's a anti-communist witch hunt, and it was the basically it allowed you to. It, I mean, in Walt Disney, 
Walt freaking Disney send a bunch of his own animators before the, the HUAC board accused, denounced them as communists because they wanted to unionize. <laughs> I mean, it's... I just want to point out, Mickey Mouse probably has a very small mustache kind of in the center, just below his nose there. Uh, oh, you've never seen the Disney Nazi uh, cartoons? Oh, I've seen I've seen a lot of the Disney hyper races. <laughs> I don't think I've any, ever seen any pro-Nazi stuff, but... There's one with Donald Duck, I think. <sighs> oh, boy. Donald well, I mean, Duck. I've seen stuff from World War II. <laughs> I actually have a collection of, of the original, uh, the Warner Brothers stuff anyway, that was all, like, hyper-patriotic and ultra, like, racist about both the Germans and, and the Japanese. Yep. And yep. I have all that stuff because it's great. It's a great piece of history, <laughs> but um, I don't think I've seen any pro. I've seen a lot of because they use Disney too for a lot of their anti-Nazi propaganda during World War II. I don't know that yeah. I've seen any like actual pro-Nazi stuff. Although I wouldn't necessarily be surprised considering Walt. I don't think it's like pro. Like I think they're like kind of like uh, you know taking shots at like Hitler and the Nazis. But yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's like uh, I'm pretty sure it had Donald Duck in it, and they think it was like Hitler was in the cartoon too. I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, um, it's probably on YouTube. Yeah, let me let me jump back on on this activist post article about the uh, the IMF, IMF, yeah, the IMF um, as unconventional weapons. I'm kind of I'm like half reading through it again. Um, and now, didn't a, you say? Didn't you say the IMF gave Ecuador a huge yeah, sum of money before? I was gonna, I was gonna jump on that one next, but yeah, that they, they uh, um, they didn't give them money. What they did is they they approved a loan, okay. and the approval for the loan happened the same day that Assange was arrested. It oh, happened yeah. after Assange was arrested. What yeah, coincidence? Complete coincidence. <laughs> um, yeah, we can be more obvious. Yeah, a WikiLeaks recent tweets on the subject drew attention to a single section of the 284-page, 284-page uh, lock document titled "Financial Institutions of U.S. National Power and Unconventional Warfare." This section, in particular, notes that the U.S. government applies quote unilateral and indirect financial power through per persuasive influence to international and domestic financial institutions regarding availability and terms of loans grants and other financial assistance to foreign state and non-state actors right um again uh in terms of loans grants and other financial assistance to foreign state and non-state actors and as dan mentioned uh this is the same day that assange was arrested the imf board approves a 4.2 billion dollar financing deal with ecuador the same <laughs> Ecuador where Assange was residing uh, in London. The U.S. Uh, International Monetary Fund's executive board on Monday approved the $4.2 billion financial, de financial deal with Ecuador. Its staff reached last month. So they reached the, the, the agreement was reached last month. The board approved it the same day that Assange was arrested, but it was it was approved after Assange was arrested later in the day. <laughs> like, thank you. It's gone through. Yep. 
I don't know if I can rubber stamp this. If maybe <laughs> we can reach some sort of a gentleman's agreement, maybe. Yeah. yeah, the deal will allow the country to receive an immediate disbursement of $652 million and opens the door for it to receive an additional $6 billion in loans from other wow. multilateral institutions as it struggles with its tight liquid uh, liquidity because of the wide financial deficit and heavy foreign debt load. And don't forget who's in charge of Ecuador currently an incredible leftist dictator mm-hmm. whose brother. Yeah. Wait, what happened? The, the, um, the Ecuadorian president, uh-huh. right? His first name is Lenin. And he's, an, he's a super leftist. Yeah. Hyper. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hyper leftist. And Assange's in the process of revealing a bunch of shit about uh-huh. his brother yep. uh, being really corrupt. So yeah. Assange it, Ecuador's embassy for spying, says the president. Yeah. Lenin Monero um, also said no other nation had influenced his decision to revoke the WikiLeaks founders asylum. Why would he say that? <sighs> speaking uh, speaking to the Guardian, President Monero claimed Ecuador's old government provided uh, facilities within the embassy to, quote, to interfere with other states. Assange's lawyer had earlier accused Ecuador of, quote, outrageous allegations. President Monero, who came to power in 2017, said the decision to end Assange's seven-year stay in the embassy, quote, uh, any attempt to... Okay, so like he he said it like we did this on our own. No other country had any other influence on us. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, no other country, but certainly something that runs other countries, um, like the IMF. Yeah, and I do want to point out this is a little off topic, but I also want to point out because I I just remembered um, I, there's there was a tweet that came out today from uh, a British MP, and of course they're it's the British. So of course, um, saying that, well, we need to prosecute Assange in Sweden for the sexual misconduct charges that had been levied against him, which remembers what initially kind of led to his asylum. And I want to point out to anybody who hasn't been pointing, paying attention as of May of last year, that extradition warrant was revoked because the prosecutor closed the entire investigation, having found that there, the accusations were baseless. Mm-hmm. The uh, Ava, Ava Finn, who uh, was the senior prosecutor in Stockholm said uh, that the investigation conducted by police found quote, no crime at all. End quote. Um, The SMS messages from the alleged complainant made public in 2015 show that she, quote, did not want to accuse Assange of anything, that she felt railroaded by police and others around her, and, quote, police made up the charges. So you still have all these people who are still rallying around this Me Too movement, women's lib bullshit, and the entire investigation was found completely baseless and the woman who supposedly was the victim said straight up that she felt she was being railroaded by police into making these charges when she didn't want to oh so they tried to frame him 
Yeah, uh, UK prosecutors actually admitted to deleting key emails concerning Assange and engaged in attempt, elaborate attempts to keep correspondence from public record in regards to the case. Um, the Swedish prosecutor admitted deleting an email from an FBI agent about Assange, which she received in 2017, and claimed it could no longer be recovered. So, conspiracies don't exist, but they're charging Assange with conspiracy, and yet there was the government conspiracy, well, pretty, pretty much an international conspiracy to take him down. It's, uh, <laughs> it's specifically two nations, uh, the UK and the US. Yeah. Um, the uh, the article I'm looking at says the UK's role in the Swedish affair was exposed in emails obtained under Freedom of Information Act, which revealed that Sweden moved to drop the investigation in 2013, but the UK Crown Prosecution Service persuaded C Sweden to keep it alive. Emails show the UK advised Sweden not to interview Mr. Assange while he was in the UK in 2011 and 2012. So they said, don't, don't, don't talk to him. Don't talk don't, to him. Don't, He's don't, definitely don't guilty. Him, don't talk to him, but don't drop the charges either. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then remember that the, after he seeks asylum, the UK then proceeds to try to isolate him every way they can. They jam cell phones inside the Ecuadorian embassy. They cut off internet to the Ecuadorian embassy. They do this and that. They uh, file gag orders and yep, everything. A bunch of power outages and, and all sorts of stuff, yeah. Everything to try and isolate him as much as possible. And the prosecution in Sweden was only another piece of that. Mm -hmm. So it's all orchestrated to try and isolate him. And I can almost guarantee you is because the UK was acting on the request of the United States. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Entirely possible. No. Yeah, it's one big clusterfuck, and Assange is the bukkake in the middle. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure he's not enjoying it. Um, this article says that uh, oh, Assange will face a hearing over possible extradition to the U.S. related to the conspiracy charge on May 2nd. So in less than a month, um, he goes to court, and he could be shipped to the U.S., which... I mean, at this point in time, we all know is going to happen. Right? I don't think he's ever going to make it to U.S. soil. No. I think the plane's going down over the Atlantic. And if he does make it to U.S. soil, he will not be the same man when he lands because nope. uh, while he's in the air, extraordinary rendition is allowed. Yep. yep. Interna international waters. Yep, extraordinary rendition is a very real thing. And so once he's in international waters, no one has jurisdiction. He they can do whatever they want to him. <sighs> Which as we all know, the government is very, very <sighs> good at. Ask anybody who's ever seen Gitmo. Ask anybody who's ever worked for them. Yeah. They're very good at what they do. And He's not going to be the same guy when he lands. And what's going to happen is he's going to get shoved. There's a place in Leavenworth that you get shoved. You never come back. Leavenworth. Like, he'll definitely go to Leavenworth or um, the Colorado Supermax, Florence, Colorado. Yeah. And they, I, have, they, have, they have some deep, dark holes. Yeah. He'll disappear. You'll never hear from him. He'll never see the inside of a courtroom. That'll be it. Yeah. Because what will happen is the land... 
Um, it'll be, oh, he admitted on in, in the flight, he just happened to admit to all these things and yeah. he's guilty. And so we have all this evidence. And so oh, we there, was, this jail. there was there was some turbulence and, and he fell out of his seat and broke his neck. Yep. Oh no. Oh, he suffered. He, it turns out that we didn't search him well enough and he had some sort of poison and he suffered a horrible stroke and, and died on route. Sorry. <sighs> yeah. And that's what'll happen. I'm if I'm wrong, I will be shocked. But those are my predictions right now. Is he never gets to testify in court? Oh, Certainly I think he'll. I think he'll make it. But he won't testify. Yeah. And if and if he does, it'll be like it'll be the it'll be FISA ish, and we won't ever see it. So yeah, it's uh, so. I mean, at this point, I think unless a major paramilitary organization moves to break him out of a UK prison in the next month. I think we've seen the last of Julian Assange. I don't think we're ever going to hear from him again. That's it. He's gone. That's sad. Like that's really upsetting, but that is sad. But remember you can kill a man. You can't kill an idea and WikiLeaks still exists. It isn't oh, and, just him. And they're only gonna they're only gonna increase because you know the, the, the US government is their own worst enemy, and the more they clamp down, the, the more people start to rebel and push get push back. So everybody's just gotta keep fighting. And that's and I guarantee you the rest of them are going to keep fighting. Yeah. No. They are going to keep fighting. They're going to keep doing what they've been doing. And if what I suspect is the case is the case and that the people who have access to his emergency dump files oh. have been given the uh, have actually been given the, the ciphers for it and everything else. He's if he disappears or he is incapacitated, they're dropping that and they're tearing everything to the ground. I hope so. I can't wait for that. Like I think, I think they're going to wait until he gets extradited. Once he gets extradited, it will be. Yep, the yeah. moment he's in the air, it's time to release everything. Because again, once he's in there in the air, you know, extraordinary rendition is happening. Mm -hmm. So now yeah. it's time to. They're already, they're already starting to push back. Yeah. Um, Ecuadorian government has been hacked repeatedly since, uh, Assange was arrested. Um, several, <laughs> several government websites were hacked, including Ecuador's official website, the Central Bank of Ecuador, the Ministry of the Interior of the Ecuadorian Assembly, and the UK. Um, they were all hacked um, and had uh, some stuff posted on them. So, Because, you know, our good old friends, the Anons, are really big fans of Julian's. Um, Hacktivist Hacktivist has has dropped the Ecuadorian naval database. <laughs> um, several subdomains have been hacked. So, oh my I, god, it's and that's <laughs> the future is now, old oh, man. Oh, Defcon Lab says that uh, DOS actions have consequently been uh, against the Ecuadorian government. So they're doing denial <laughs> of services against the Ecuadorian government now. Shut the whole thing down. Mm -hmm. 
the Metropolitan Transit Authority. Um, and I can't read this. The Instituto Military something or other. They're going to send them back to the Stone Age. Which I hope. <laughs> That'll be hilarious. <laughs> Let's see. Following Sanja's arrest Thursday, or following Sanja's Thursday arrest, more than 70 MPs and peers signed a letter urging the UK Home Security to ensure that the WikiLeaks founder is uh, extradited to Sweden if Swedish authorities request it. But they're not going to. I would rather already said they're done. That's yeah. They tried to drop it in 2013. They did drop it in 2017. The, the person who was allegedly their accuser said that she didn't want to even do it in 2015. Like, but the thing is, is remember once all that started happening and she wanted to, you know, she wanted to drop the charges. She didn't want those charges. They found there was no wrongdoing, everything. The media that had reported on it just stopped even acknowledging that it was a thing anymore mm -hmm. because all of a sudden now, okay, well, it's not even a thing. So they're just going to pretend that that never happened. Cause that's what they do. They talk about this, you know, Oh, he was charged. He was charged. They convict him in the court of public opinion. And even though, he winds up just, they wind up dropping the case and going, no, this was a baseless accusation, a load of shit. Well, the damage is done now, but they did what well, they yeah, wanted. They'll have, they'll have 7,000 articles about how this was bad and how this happened and blah, 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 blah. And then they'll have like one small redaction on like page seven at the bottom. Be like, oh, the, the case was dropped. If they even mention it, because they'll a lot of times they just simply won't mention it again, and yeah. they hide behind this idea that oh well, I said that he was charged. I never said that he was convicted or that he did it. Just this is what was said, and that's how they get around it every time. That's how they get around it. Because they're fucking douchebags. Because it's not about actual journalism like Assange is. It's about trying to manipulate public opinion. Mm -hmm. Which we all know that the, uh, the media, and just as well as the IMF, just as well as the financial institutions, the media is a weapon of war. It is, it is, it is a weapon of control. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that uh, Goebbels was going to be tried at the Nuremberg trial should tell you a lot about just how effective that can be just what you can freaking do with nothing but propaganda, nothing but information being thrown out to the public. You can turn black into white if you want to. Well, see, people like Edward Bernays, um, which was Sigmund Freud's nephew, he mastered the art of propaganda in terms of, well, he dubbed it pub public relations, but he played on people's, like... Uh, you know, insecurities and desires and whatnot. And like, uh, people wanted to claim like social status and things like that. And, uh, Goebbels was the one that, uh, pretty much credited Bernays for his propaganda style. Cause he borrowed his style from him. Yeah. And I'm, I am absolutely a, a student of Goebbels, not, don't misconstrue that. I realize how that sounds as soon as I say that and those words leave my mouth. No, 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 not like no, it's, I, it's I'm interesting. It's inter interesting to look into stuff like that. 
Well, it's because if you're going to fight against an enemy, you have to know who exactly. the enemy is. You have exactly. to know what they're doing. You have to know what their plans are and what their playbook is. And if you study Goebbels and what he wrote, you get a, such a good insight into misinformation and what it really is and into propaganda and manipulation of public opinion, which is yep. what lays bare what all of these people are doing now so completely is you read what Goebbels said and then you see this and you go, this is transparent as hell now. Yep. <laughs> I can see everything. This is right out of his playbook. This is exactly what he said to do. You want to manipulate public opinion. This is what you do. Yeah. He tried it and he proved that it works, that you can convince millions of people to wage an aggressive war against peaceful neighbors for no reason. <laughs> well, I'm poor, so I should take from them. Like, that's basically what he got them all to think. Well, not only that, but they like the people in power always use like terror as a weapon, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like they'll stage an attack or whatever. They've been doing this shit for fucking long, well, at, long, long time. Yeah, look and, at how World War II started. It was a fake yeah. attack against yeah. a a radio station on the Polish on the German Polish border that was perpetrated by Germans dressed up as Polish officers and stuff, and then they killed everybody yep. and then left and. It was all blamed on the Poles, and that was used as an excuse to invade Poland in 39. And it never actually happened. It was all fake. Yep. But people are convinced that no, that's something that that's something that Hitler did, but that is not anything that the United States would ever do. The United States would never fake huh. anything, or it's and are you USS <laughs> Liberty? Yeah. yeah, the the Liberty incident. You have um, Gulf of Tonkin, Gulf of Tonkin incident, Operation Northwoods itself. Um, you have, however, many now revealed planned misinformation operations and everything. I, I mean, you know that like anything that comes out that tries to say that Assange is is this evil person or anything else you're going to have to question if you're an intelligent human being. Cause you're like, I, I, I literally, I literally just clicked on the CNN has a, an opinion piece up called <laughs> Selena Assange bond villain or cyber Messiah. <laughs> like neither. He's on. a fucking reporter. Yeah. <sighs> Deify the guy. Well, they because they have to throw up this false dichotomy that you yeah, either exactly, worship exactly. the guy and think he's yeah. he's unquestionable and he's perfect, or he's this evil supervillain. Like there is no in between. That's what yeah, they have exactly, exactly. And the reality is, Assange isn't a saint, but he's not a rapist and he's not no. a spy. He's a reporter. Yep, and he's just a man. Yep, I mean it's it's the the same that they did with with Ross with the murder charges. The same they're doing to Cody Wilson with, yep. with those those charges. Um, people people that 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 go against the 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 traditional norm. People people that 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 buck the bull. The government, the government has to make example of these people once they get big enough, yeah. or or once once they once they can leverage against these people. Like Ross and and 
with 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 the website um and and all that stuff like i mean double life sentence plus 40 years for ross right but the guy that ran um the second one like deep uh i don't uh pirate bay 2 like dpr2 the got the kid got like 5 years wow right and ross is doing yeah. like 200 I mean, granted, granted the 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 DPR two that was in England and not in the United States, but, um, but the, these these people that they, they have to make example of these people as as a warning to other people, as a, as a warning yeah. to, as a warning like you and I we're not going to take the warning, but the people that are on the border, people on the line, you know the the, the fence riders, like yep. those those are the people that they have to that they really have to scare, the the people that are hyper hyper nationalist. They're already on the government side. The anarchists are already against the government, but the the fence riders, those are the people that both we and they are fighting for. Yeah, and those are the people that they that they have to scare into compliance, and those are the people that we have to reach out and be like, "Hey, look, there's a better way." Yeah, exactly. And they're fucking winning. They're absolutely winning because we like we could not Ooh, do this. fear is a hell of a motivator. Hmm? Well, and, and we're working on an uphill battle. It, because, it, it overrides logic, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the Somebody's scared, people, you know what I mean? They got, our, they got the mass media to get everybody afraid and tell everybody, oh, this horrible stuff. If you haven't ever watched Wag the Dog, friggin' watch that movie. Yeah. yeah, that right there. Exactly. They can <laughs> make a war from literally nothing. They can make it all up. Yep. And no one will know. You know, um, they they have 12 years of indoctrination behind them that they can convince you to believe whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, it when you can steer the public mind like that, that's that's like the real governing body. Yeah. And that's that's it. Like the the shadow government is far, far more dangerous than the obvious one. Yep, without a doubt. Yeah, the, the the people that truly control things will never will never appear on a ballot. Well, like you were saying about um, what was it, extreme uh, rendition or whatever? Mm-hmm. Extraordinary rendition. There you go. Yeah, they like. I was thinking earlier about how they have like uh, black sites, like in like places like Poland and like Czech Republic and whatnot, like where they uh, they bring people for fun stuff like that. Fun stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's some. It's fun for some people there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> not to be the guests. It's not water. It's not waterboarding if it's diesel. Exactly. <laughs> it's not water, waterboarding if it's diesel. But that's the thing, man. Like you, every abuse that you know of, every abuse that Assange has revealed, all that stuff, you have no idea oh, sure. what they're really doing. Yeah. Um, you you don't know what really happens and just how nasty the government agents are capable of being. Yeah, I mean, you saw you saw the the, the photos and the reports about the the prison, right? Abu Ghabi, uh, Abu, Abu Ghraib, Abu Ghraib. Yeah. Like you saw you saw the the photos and the videos from that, right? And yeah. those were just normal people. Those were just regular military people like yeah, those are regular soldiers those aren't people who went to training to learn how to interrogate people those aren't people who know how to hurt you in a way that won't break you physically but will break you mentally like these are people yeah. 
there are people who have gone through that training and they exist and they're out there and well that's what they did with mk ultra was like they tortured people to the point like of breaking like they'd shatter their psyche and like implant like different personalities and shit in people yep and that was mk ultra was what like 30 yeah so so 50 years ago <laughs> yeah. and, and we have now confirmed evidence that during mk ultra they murdered a scientist who wanted to reveal it mm-hmm. oh wow they threw him out of a window in new york oh wouldn't surprise me um there's oh god there's a documentary about it um i think it's on netflix and actually i want to say that uh ian mcgregor actually plays Huh. Uh, the scientist in it like it's not a small budget uh film but it's actually because the guy uh the son started to look into it and track down evidence that his father was murdered and basically got it all but confirmed officially oh, i mean it wasn't officially confirmed but through a an investigative journalist a lot likely assange who had connections in the U.S. Uh, intel community who could look into it, he looked at the records and basically said, yes, he was thrown out of the window. Uh, Wormwood, that's the name of the documentary. Yes. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah it's very, very good. Um, I was I was really impressed with it, actually. And like they, they exhumed the guy's body and did a, a, an, another autopsy on it and confirmed that he there's no way he could have done it because he was unconscious at the time. Yep. Like they, they had already hit him in the head and said like it just, and you go, yep, that sounds about right. And on top of that, they actually have found a, a handbook for assassinations from the agency from the time that detail exactly this assassination. No shit. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Frank Rudolph Olson was an American Bacteriologist, biological warfare scientist, and CIA employee who worked with Camp, D- Camp uh, Dietrich, now Fort Dietrich in Maryland, um, at a meeting in rural Maryland. He was um, covertly dosed with LSD by his CIA supervisor and nine days later plunged to his death from a window on the 10th story of a New York City hotel room. The U.S. First, the US government first described his death as a suicide and then as misadventure while others allege murder. The Rockefeller Commission report on the CIA in 1975 acknowledged they had conducted drug, drug studies. Yeah. Yeah. It's If you get a chance to watch it, and Dan, since you're <laughs> already such so into MKUltra, you watch that documentary, and everything that you thought was horrible about what they did, they got so much worse. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. They got oh, yeah, so much worse. I, I can only imagine where they're at now. I mean, it's like with all the technology that they have, and you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm talking about like black budget technology that's not available to the public. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. There, there's black budget technology that group uses mm-hmm. that we use all the time. Yep. That's that, that nobody gets to know about, but it exists. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely, it does. And then people in like <laughs> movies, like, have conspiracy theorists say that it exists and anybody who's seen it just laughs hysterically because like, yeah, no, <laughs> it's totally a joke. That doesn't exist at all. No. <laughs> You're right. but, uh... 
Trust me, like I said, everything that you think that they did that's terrible, they do so much worse. What's the what was what was that 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 meme used to go around? Like somebody would say something, there would be a, a meme comment, and it's like somebody pushing a red button, independent thought alarm. Yep, yeah, right? exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. Pick detected, and that's you know, and that's what Assange tried to reveal. That's what he was striving for is to lay this stuff bare because the only reason that half of this crap can get done is because it gets done in the dark. If they had to do it in the open, the American people, no matter what their pre-programming, would start to go, hey, what the hell? Exactly. I mean, we saw that. We saw that after in the wake of World War II, where in Germany, where the average German citizen was still kind of behind the German uh, the the German war machine until the war came home. And they had to actually face what was happening. And then all of a sudden they're like, this is bullshit. This is yeah. what was going on. What? No, this is terrible. <laughs> and then they had to face the thing, the secret police arrests of the mm-hmm. political criminals. And they had to face the, all of the arrests and deportation of all of the Jews and the undesirables. And they had to face that all of this stuff existed. And all of the sudden, they went, they went, no, we can't ever do this again. These people were terrible. Absolutely hang them. They need to be executed. All of a sudden, it changed because all of a sudden they had to face the reality. If you force people to continuously operate in the light, they can't do half of the horrible no. things. No it's, it's, it's the ostrich syndrome or ostrich syndrome. It's uh, um, can't see it from my house, right? Or, or uh, um, out of sight, out of mind. Right, and that's like the most people they they can't comprehend that the government does probably like three quarters to ninety percent of the things that they do. Like the people, people can't comp comp or comprehend that the government does these things because they can't see it. Or or if yeah. if they were really doing that, the the news would tell us right or something yeah. like that. Like like those are the people that really need to like look at WikiLeaks. Those are those are the people that Assange was doing this for, like, and he's fucking he's gonna be drawn and drawn and courted publicly for it. Or yeah. like when when people like defend the police or whatever, and then they're like, you know, once like some shit happens with them, then they're like, oh fuck the police, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, how many people were pro cop? Hell, I was pro cop. I was, you know, I mean, coming from a military background and everything else, I was super pro cop. Right up until I actually got busted and I didn't get busted for something I actually did. And the fact that I was innocent and they had no proof, but I still got railroaded the way I did. Yeah. That made me anti-cop right there. That was the beginning Genesis of my turning into an anarchist was having to actually see what the inside of the justice system is. And the moment that I did, I was like, no, this is ridiculous. Yeah. That's like, when the state the state comes home and it's right in your fucking face. <laughs> yeah, when you know you're innocent, when you're legitimately innocent, and you know you are, but there's nothing you can do to stop the wheels of government from crushing you. Yeah, what uh, do you do? Colton Finnegan says education is the main thing preventing us from having an anarchist society. The government has to keep people in the dark, and they're scared as shit of losing their money and their power. Yep. Yeah, it's not even governments. It's not even. It's not even really government. It's it's the people that that truly control the government. It's the the, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and 
and and the Alanskis and the George Soros and the Valerie Jarrett's and and people whose names we don't even know. The Pacers, uh-huh. I think they're above. I think they might be above the Rothschilds. That's one thing. Yeah, take take, take a look. Take a look at the, the Bilderberg the Bilderberg Group, and like you that's know. a good that's a good start. The moment you start to look at the Bilderberg Group, you will get shivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because everything you've read <laughs> in like books that are about like deep, dark, major conspiracies, this is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like like, all, oh all the top corporate people yep. like fucking meeting together to plan the future of humanity. Yeah, um, there was a, a major, <laughs> a major study done by one of the Ivy League schools. I think it came out in like 2015. There's a really good article on Business Insider about it, about the U.S. being an oligarchy. Yeah, like the US, the U.S. is and has been an oligarchy. Like it's yeah. it's not a republic. It's not a democracy. We we are ruled by a small minority of people. Yep. <laughs> and they pretty much rule the world. So. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, look at look at the if you look up who's on like the board of the IMF and controls yeah. for the majority of the world's money, you will be horrified at the names that are showing up. Yeah. Because you'll recognize a ton of them. Oh yeah, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, what? Oh yeah, you mean they uh, they run the IMF? Oh, and also are like major shareholders in all these like defense industries and oh yeah, oh what a coincidence! They're making money hand over fist like from every angle. Yeah, April April sixteenth, two thousand fourteen. Major study finds the U.S. is an oligarchy. That's on Business Insider. Um, and the report was done by Princeton and Northwestern universities. Two oh, private universities. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll see that all the. I mean, think about it. Who who runs your day to day life? Is it the people that you could ever vote for and decide on, or is it the people who are unelected, who are chosen by other people, who you uh, have no control over? The peer reviewed study. I'll was take the latter. The peer reviewed study. <laughs> Uh, the peer review study uh, says, quote, the central point that emerges from our research is that economic elites and organized groups representing business interests have sust- have substantially Im- uh, have substantially independent impacts on U.S. government policy, while mass based interest groups and average citizens have little to no influence. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that is what the and and I, I suspect that the cult of personality is is kind of working with Assange as far as like too many people seem to see the man and not the idea. They they see what what you know they see him and not what he was doing, which is more yeah. important. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Just just like with, with Cody Wilson and Ross Ulbrich, I keep going back to them because you know they're what I'm familiar with. But their representation, that, that's all that they're they're, they're they're figureheads. You know, um, the, the WikiLeaks wasn't going away because Assange was arrested, just as 3D yeah. printing guns didn't go away because Cody, was a Wilson, Cody Wilson was arrested, and just as the, 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 the quote-unquote dark web uh, and illegal sales didn't go away because Ross was, Ross was arrested. Like, they hate it, too, because it's like they can't kill it. Like you know what I mean? It's like they try to take on the fucking human form, but it's like, dude, you're never gonna fucking kill it. No, what the <laughs> they, they, they tried to kill us, but they didn't know that we were seeds. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, 
They tried people, to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. These people are seeds, and that's that's going to be that's going to be the legacy, not the not the arrest, right? Not whatever prison term that they do, not the the news reports about you know the 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 vilification of them. No, that that's their legacy is 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 what they instilled in others, what they created, the, the seeds that they planted. Right. I mean, that's absolutely, you know, at least at yeah. least not in the mainstream, at least. Well, and, you know, and that's the thing is like the the quote, you know, my one of my favorite movies of all time, V for Vendetta. Um, the, the, the mask over your over your shoulder there. Yeah, I, I got the Well, and I have I have the tattoo that says freedom forever as well. Oh, um, and that has nothing to do with anonymous because seriously, <laughs> most people who rock anonymous stuff are full of crap. But hmm. um, <laughs> the it, it's everything to do with V, and V says um, beneath this mask there's more than flesh. Beneath this mask there's an idea, Mister Creedy, and ideas are bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Our ideas are bulletproof. The ideas of Assange and the ideas that all of these secrets and nasty things that that government does should be laid bare and should be in the open because people have a right to know that their governments are terrible and evil um, and are doing evil things. The idea that journalism is about simply reporting facts and not trying to spread propaganda. These ideas are things that Assange holds, but he isn't, it he isn't the idea he's just a guy yeah so they can kill one of us but they can't stop our ideas so nope. every single one of us can be taken i mean we could be black bagged tomorrow but it doesn't stop our ideas it doesn't stop what we stand for it doesn't stop the progression of this move towards freedom that seems to hopefully be growing it doesn't stop that Mm-hmm. Nope. So you can't you can't obsess over like Assange is a dangerous precedent and tells you where it's going. It's a signpost mm-hmm. on the path to a global police state, but he's one guy. Yep. One of many. many, many, that's, many, the beauty many. Of, that's the beauty of decentralization though. Because they can't take out just one person that's over nope. you know. <sighs> It's the beauty of the blockchain too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you guys got anything else on that? Nope. Nope. Anything else? All right. Cool. Um, on that note, I guess this has been episode fifty-nine. <sighs> yeah. Can't stop the signal. Peace. Yep. <laughs>